Welcome to A Better HR Business, the podcast that looks at how HR consultants and HR tech firms grow their businesses and how they help their employers to get the best out of their people. Remember, for show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Okay, let's get started. Hello, thanks for joining me again. Great to have you along. And I'm really looking forward to today's conversation with Yasha Spong and Kevin Dahl from Manager Workbench, which is an amazing company. It's got a suite of products, which we're going to dive into. But firstly, guys, thank you very much for joining me. Thanks, Ben. Great to be here. I appreciate your time. Good to have you. And you guys are on the West Coast, right? Yeah, I'm out here in Oakland and Kevin is up in Seattle. Excellent. Very good. So yeah, it's a fascinating story. And the way you've developed this suite of products. And I guess we'll start with the manager workbench. Throughout my entire career in HR, I never had anyone come up to me in a workforce anywhere and say, you know, Ben, I just love doing performance reviews. I just think the annual performance appraisal process is fabulous. We should do more of it. So maybe Kevin, if I throw it to you to start with, can you talk us through what is manager workbench and what does it do? Sure. So as a former CHRO of a 3 billion, 22,000 person, organization. I heard all kinds of interesting concerns, complaints, gnashing of teeth as it related to writing and creating performance reviews. And the folks that are listening to your podcast have likely experienced the same thing where the CHRO sends out a notice and says you have 30 days to finish your performance reviews and managers have to dispatch the work that they're currently doing and focus on writing performance reviews. And what we know about performance reviews is about half of them fail. Fail to do what? They fail to motivate employees to come to work the next day and do good work for value. In fact, what happens in many instances is people are less motivated or start looking for their new gig, which is a really poorly designed result. So that was our chief problem to solve is how do we help leaders and managers write better content that engages employees to come to work the next day to improve their skills and knowledge and value add to the company. That was the chief problem. So we originated in that space and with our manager workbench.ai tools, we create an environment where a company can embed their performance review within our technology. We will also steer the chat to think about the company's values mission and vision statements to incorporate an environment that supports the manager in writing great content. So it facilitates better outcomes in terms of the appraisals themselves. And I guess the inputs, it's setting goals and then facilitates the conversation that happens to wrap that up. And then it feeds into the rest of the process. Is that right? So that was the evolution. We focused primarily on writing great performance reviews. Uh And then we added a smart goal writing tool, Uh a professional development writing tool, a quarterly engagement uh, check-in tool, in addition to the performance evaluation. What we want to do is support the manager in all their business writing with their employee throughout that performance review cycle. Got it. So Yasha, tell us a bit more about the other you know, elements within the manager workbench suite. So there's the performance appraisal discussion, let's say tool or aspect to it. I believe there was a quarterly review type approach as well. 
there's quarterly reviews. There's the ability to sort of customize the environment. You can have preload all of your staff in there. You can preload, as Kevin mentioned, your values or your outcomes, all of your titles, your rubric that you score against. All that stuff can be kind of populated and put into the tool. Again, though, it's really kind of as you like it, point solutions. Like I invite people to go to the website, managerworkbench.ai, and pick a pain point. You know, right now it's Q4. So hopefully everyone's like getting their performance reviews done, you know, or at least thinking about it, right? So there's a lot of stuff around that. But there's other tools where you can write development plans, you know, kind of get ahead of next year if you want. It's a really choose your own adventure on the, we call them tiles and entry points. And there's even some marketing stuff in there and some other stuff that people have asked us to develop ad hoc. And I'd actually say that, you know, one thing we're noticing is we work with consultants, effectively Kevin's peers, right? Kevin didn't brag, but he's got a great HR consulting business and kind of dominates the Tacoma SeaTac area. You know, his peers are able to take these tools into their customers and grow their business and, you know, present themselves as people with something on the cutting edge. They're working in AI, and this is going to be the future of our HR practice. And, you know, where that sticks for each, for each group is a little bit kind of unknown at this point or to be discovered. I just want to say this, though. One thing that the people we talk to almost universally are going for in HR, and Kevin, back me up on this or adjust my thinking, but is they're moving from an annual to a quarterly, and their ambition is a monthly. You know, their ambition is something much more kind of real time. But the kind of attention span or the mind share of an average manager to be able to do that, you know, the friction there is sort of overwhelming. And the resistance from the overall organization prevents HR from really implementing these things. So if you take a tool like managerworkbench.ai and you say, hey, all you have to do is type in a few lines Give me some sentiment and a few, you know, concrete things that happen, and we'll create a first draft of this for you. We have people saying to us, you are saving us 95% of our time on generating better performance reviews. And if you look at that kind of eye-watering productivity, and I've been in technology a long time, and, you know, it's very rarely does someone come to you and say, hey, you just gave me back like... 19 hours in my month or something. You know what I mean? Like it's it's yeah. really crazy. The productivity stuff is off the charts. And we find like we're early days, you know, it's super, super, super early days. And that's why you'll see when we're experimenting with all these different tools and all these different approaches and kind of ways to get this stuff in front of people. Okay. Once they see it, their minds are kind of blown. Yeah, I agree with the concept that sometimes it's easier to edit and refine something that's in front of you rather than staring at a blank piece of paper and reflecting back on a person's performance over six months, quarter or a full year. It's where do I start? Whereas, yeah, I love that. Give them a few guiding boundaries, let's say some sentiment, and then it'll produce something and you're fine. And then I can see how that could work really, really fast. Again, like go and try it for yourself. Seeing it on the page, it always blows people away and get us in touch. You know, Kevin does a beautiful demo. Nice. Very good. You hit on a concept called sentiment. And what we know managers do well at is they do well writing high performing performance reviews and they're excited about engaging with their employees. But we know the quality of their writing goes down when it's mid-level or low-performing employees. So we've embedded sentiment within our tools to help the managers write the right content for the right level of employee performance. Yeah, yeah. And it's not for now, but I'm sure that down the line, there might be voice recognition and stuff like that. So people can walk and talk if that's their preference and again, get transcribed. That's not even down the line. We have a version oh. of that. So that's just not public facing, but yeah, that's very current. That's a pity. I was going to try and claim some of the credit for that idea, but <laughs> too late. 
So Kevin, tell us about the evolution of HR Copilot, because it's a fascinating service. When I was in my final year of college, I was working, I don't know, three or four days a week on this thing called Wageline, where anyone in the entire state that I lived in could phone up and ask for the wage rates. How do I fire someone? Hey, I've just been fired. I'm unionized. What do I do? And the process that we had, if we didn't know the answer, and let's face it, I was a college student, so most of the time I didn't know the answer, I would say, certainly, sir, certainly, madam, I would put them on hold. I would furiously look through every textbook I could find you know, on my desk or through the state law and stuff, try and come up with the answer, quickly check with the guy next to me, the lady on the other side, and say, is this about right? Yep, go for it. That was the government providing quality feedback. So imagine if I had a tool like HR Copilot next to me. So yeah, do you want to talk us through what it is and how did it evolve? Yeah, so the genesis of this is thinking about our customers. Most companies in the United States are less than 1,000 employees, and they're likely to not have a robust HR team. So what we created was an HR co-pilot, which is basically a virtual HR generalist. So you can hire our HR co-pilot, a generalist, and ask our HR co-pilot any HR question and get advice and guidance on how to think about the problem that you've been presented with at work, and then how to take action in the right way. And so how would a, I don't know, an HR leader or business manager actually use it in a day-to-day effect? So it's very similar. You would just call it up and ask it any question, give it a descriptive phrase and get some feedback on the advice from the HR co-pilot. I think the customers are going to be managers where they don't have a robust HR team. And then those organizations that maybe have HR team members, that they're not as seasoned and as, as experienced as the problem needs, this will be their assistant as well. Nice. And Yasha, got any examples <laughs> or situations that people might use? Oh, so the kind of the fun ones we do are like two employees are arguing, people are leaving stuff in the fridge, someone brought a gun. I mean, this is where in the States, right? So someone brought a gun to work and you know what? Sometimes that's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, it's a tricky one, you know, stuff like, Hey, I need to draft a parking policy, right? People are leaving their cars overnight. What do I do? Really in a way, like kind of the block and tackle of managing humans, keeping them all safe and happy and well-adjusted. Another one is like the difficult conversation. Coach me on having a difficult conversation with so-and-so, you know, stuff like that. Oh, and I'll mention this. When you go there, the free version is always free, but it uses a slightly less robust AI engine. It's good stuff, but if you really want to see the power of it, register and you'll have a much more advanced AI backing you up on that stuff. But there's another mode that we're actually in beta with, with a company, whereas we take the co-pilot, we put it in the Slack channel, and then we invest the co-pilot with the knowledge of the company policies. Yeah. And so people come there like, oh, you know, can I take time off to adopt a pet? Or even stuff is super, I mean, incredibly simple. What are the vacations? This is the, you know, the top ask is what's the vacations? And the value to the organization is to stop wasting so much time on these like really banal questions that people should just be able to look up themselves, but want that for some reason, want a real-time person to help them understand what's going on. Same technology, right? Same technology, different facing, different audience, same knowledge base. You know, we talked about this before we got on air, right? Like this stuff is incredibly powerful. The productivity gains are ludicrous. And it's like, where in the HR stack do these fit? And the technology is uniquely suited to HR because we're talking about humans and human interaction. And that's what these large language models do. I think that's amazing. So yeah, you've got situational advice that you can help people in difficult situations. But then if you feed in 
the company policies and stuff like that to be able to work out vacation days and stuff like that. That's the bit I would have loved when I was back in that college job. I know that that's the bane of many HR teams. Like I think a lot of HR people go into HR thinking I'd love to get more strategic or do this or the other, but they can't because they're stuck doing the grind of the questions, the admin stuff that they just want to get rid of some of that. So I think a tool like this, yes, it works really well for where there is no HR, but where there is HR, I think they would still love it. I really do. What do you guys find? Yeah. When I had a team of 145 people, I had a call center and we would take calls from our 22,000 employees mm. and we called those level zero type questions that would come in through the call center. We would try to answer as many as we could there and then escalate the ones that we couldn't to the appropriate HR knowledge employee in that space. Yeah. This would eliminate those level zero calls for call centers. The other thing we can ingest is in the United States, we can ingest the state law. Yeah. So if you're a company that's in California, uh, you're a company that's in Washington, New York, we can also tag that and steer the chat GPT to think about something broader than general HR advice, company policy, and state law. Obviously, we can do that for any country as well. I think it's really powerful stuff. We're actually using that for some of the processes for our own clients have added a lot of the learnings we've got from podcasts and client work and stuff. And then people can ask questions and learn from that. So the fact that you can add state legislation, things like that, it's such a powerful tool. There's a range of products within the product suite, let's say, across managerworkbench.ai and hrcopilot.online. Yeah, what are you doing to get the word out about the business and its products? Well, we're talking to you, Ben. That's our first. <laughs> That's a good start. It's really, and this is a, like block and tackle startup stuff. And so you look at startups, and quite often it's your network. And so I cannot tell a lie. You know, we've leveraged Kevin's network for those first initial 10 customers, which is a super classic startup stuff. Like, who do you yep. know? What can you do? Who can you talk to? And now we're at the point where we feel like we've had enough customer engagement that we can be like reliable partners to people. We can help you if you really need something. So we're talking to folks like yourself. We're talking to other consultants, you know, Kevin's peers regionally, but also we just talked to a guy in Southern California the other day. Like we're kind of trying to build that out as a practice. Again, yeah. not to take on too much too soon because we are, you know, you're looking at 50% of the company right here. Early stage, yeah. And then we're working on just putting stuff out on LinkedIn. We really like the LinkedIn groups are really a great place to meet people and kind of get conversations going. And we're really at that beginning stage. So I say to your audience, if there's anyone out there who has an HR practice, who's really curious about how to like bring this stuff to their clients, we'd love to talk to them. And we have a, so far anyway, a very generous kind of partnership. And also folks who see this working alongside or in parallel or on top of their current stack at small and medium businesses. We'd love to talk to them about their real pain points and bring stuff to them. Total transparency. Like we're pre-seed. We do all the development ourselves. We're a very kind of light and mm -hmm. focused group on this sort of HR tech stack with this new LLM technology. I think that's fantastic. I mean, every business starts from somewhere, but you've got so much expertise within the business. You know what you're talking about. And I think you're right on the edge of something that's about to take off in a big way. So it's very exciting. And on the partnership side of things that you mentioned, when I was running my own HR consulting business, it was very, very early stage SaaS stuff. You know, so there wasn't a lot of options. Everything was hard floppy disks and all that kind of stuff. So you couldn't really partner and do white labeling, things like this. Whereas if I was consulting now, I would absolutely be looking at something like this to say, well, I've come in and done a bunch of projects, but really we need to clean up, just free up your HR team or free up your managers so that they can go on, lead people, motivate people, as opposed to answering questions about how many vacation days they've got left or how to have a tricky conversation with Joe who's always five minutes late, whatever. 
maybe there's a tool that can help them with that, such as HR Copilot, or you've got managers who want to use performance appraisal process to motivate and inspire people as opposed to, oh gosh, here it comes again around the corner. I'm scared. You know, what do I do? Having these tools, I think it's great. On selling or embedding opportunity for consultants. And Kevin, you are a consultant. You've got a successful business. Is that how you see people being able to partner and use it? Yeah, as HR consultants, you're always listening to stories that your customers are sharing with you about how their engagement program is run and what their retention and attrition levels are. And then you occasionally will hear questions about, oh my goodness, it's performance review season, or my managers don't know how to write a SMART goal. And this will give consultants a tool in their consulting toolbox to share with others and bring value to that company. As HR consultants, we're kind of nice to have. We're not need to have in many instances, unless there's a quote-unquote emergency. So bringing that value and saving manager time will pay for your consulting fees, you know, very quickly. Yeah, which boosts your stickiness rate in terms of that project or retainer plus, you know, your referral rate improves as well as I think it's great to work with them. So I think it's fantastic. The cool thing is the HR co-pilot in particular mm -hmm. can be programmed with, to escalate to the originating consultant. Oh, so nice. for example... Yeah, we have a version that if you ask too many questions, tells you to call Kevin and generate some billable hours, basically. So, you know, long story That's short. So, cool. it, yeah, sticking this is really key, right? And it's interactive enough and sort of like knowledgeable is sort of the wrong term, but, you know, has a comprehensive enough database that it can make these kind of timely suggestions to say, listen, you need to start, you know, running the clock here on some real HR advice. Yeah. So for consultants listening to this, in case you missed that, Yash's point was that if you're scared that, you know, potentially partnering with this and using this as a partner software type suite, let's say that you're not necessarily doing yourself out of work or missing out on stuff because it can be designed in such a way that it sends you higher value work. In fact, you know, so absolutely, it won't send you stuff to go in and sign a couple of forms or do some paperclip stuff. It'll be, we need some org design stuff or our leadership's falling over or whatever it may be that you do. I think that's a brilliant idea in terms of business development. So very cool. Yeah. Higher value mm -hmm. work for everyone. That's what these tools give you. Like they're just like such crushingly important productivity tools. Everybody gets time back to do more important and more interesting work. Very good. Yeah. So you guys are doing such a great job across a suite of products and helping people, businesses and HR as well. What can people do to learn more about the various things you've got going on? What should they do next? Well, they can contact us on LinkedIn. Both Kevin and I are continuously on LinkedIn. So please link in with us. Our names are distinctive and you can just grab us on LinkedIn. Also visit the website, hrcopilot.online, hrcopilot.online or managerworkbench.ai. And this is MGR Workbench, mgrworkbench.ai. So it's a slightly unique spelling but managerworkbench.ai, sign up. The tools are free for now. If you want to commercialize them or white label them or use them in your stack, we're really open to conversations. It's such early days. I know the last year since ChatGPT has seemed like a really long time, but it's such early days that we're really excited to talk to people and partner with people. Very cool. So yeah, if you're listening to this on the go, check the show notes. We'll have the links to uh, Manager Workbench and HR Copilot and Yasha and Kevin and the business LinkedIn as well. So a lot of links in there. Don't need to memorize it all. Check the show notes. But otherwise, guys, great to see what you're doing and the change that you're affecting and how you're helping businesses and people across the country and who knows beyond. So yeah, thank you. And I wish you all the best for it in the future. Thanks, man. Awesome. We appreciate the opportunity to share what we're up to. 
Thanks for joining us today on A Better HR Business, the podcast that explores the world of HR consulting and HR tech businesses. For show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Remember to subscribe and share the show with any friends who are busy growing a HR business. Thanks and see you next time.